I'm Jack Semlicka, and welcome to this episode of our 2017 Precision Farming Dealer Podcast Series. Today's program, a colorblind approach to solving compatibility problems, is once again being brought to you by Farmer's Edge. If you're tuning in for the first time, I'd encourage you to subscribe to this series, currently available in iTunes, the Google Play Store, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and TuneIn Radio. Or if there's another app you prefer for listening to podcasts, make sure and let us know. We'll make every effort to get it listed there as well. And by subscribing, you'll be able to get an alert when upcoming episodes in this series are released, and also the opportunity to go back and listen to episodes from our 2016 series. Also encourage you to mark your calendars and plan to attend the upcoming Dealership Mind Summit, August 1st and 2nd in Omaha, Nebraska. The theme of this dealer-only event is Roadmap to Mastering Equipment Remarketing and will feature a mix of general sessions, panel presentations, and roundtable discussions. Space is limited, and you can visit www.dealershipmindsummit.com for more information and to view the entire conference agenda. Thanks again to Farmer's Edge, proud to partner with dealers across the United States to unlock exceptional opportunities for their farm customers. Through innovative technology and field-centric tools, their whole farm smart solution will strengthen your platform and enhance your customer relations. Grow opportunities for your customers and become a representative for Farmer's Edge today. Visit them at farmersedgeusa.com slash become a representative or call them at 952-582-1398. Well, even as the egg industry inches toward improved functionality across equipment brands, the ability to mix and match precision components is essential to improving farm customers' machinery performance and productivity. While farmers tend to be brand loyal with equipment, that's not always the case with technology, and superior service from specialists is often the deciding factor on choosing components. But cross-compatibility continues to create headaches for precision farming technicians at a time when many are emphasizing service-based revenue growth. Count Precision Specialist Dustin Christofferson and South Dakota wheat growers among the retailers putting a priority on precision service. The 5,400-member Farm Cooperative and 2014 Precision Farming Dealer Most Valuable Dealership generates about 70% of its precision revenue from service offerings, billing out more than 4,000 hours per year. But there are also service opportunities and challenges when it comes to used precision equipment as well. This is an area John Bickle, owner of Used Precision Ag Solutions in Fort Wayne, Indiana, knows well. Market conditions have increased the need and value of used precision technology, and Bickle generates about 90% of his revenue from sales and service of used hardware, retrofitting older technology with newer machinery. In today's Precision Farming Dealer podcast brought to you by Farmer's Edge, Dustin and John share examples of their mix and match approach to overcoming compatibility obstacles and how it has provided a competitive edge for each of their businesses. So when we talk about 
equipment compatibility and being colorblind, I mean, it adopts a lot of forms here. So I threw up a picture on this first slide that, that takes us right into colorblindness and equipment compatibility. So you see John Deere tractor, Kinsey corn planter, or Bergol liquid cart, and you see a lot of th things that are, are hidden in this type of system. So this customer came to us, and he already had, obviously, the corn planter. Didn't have any technology on it. And he came to us, he said, I already have a John Deere tractor. And I put down two by two liquid system and I want starter and furrow, so make it all work for me. By the way, I want all the new precision planning components. So when you're tasked with that kind of compatibility, it's kind of one of those things that's it's thrust at you and you gotta make it work. So we've already got a 2630, obviously, in this, uh, this 9430R uh, tractor. So, um, we're going to let that control the liquid system. So how are you going to do that? So you take your John Deere Green Star rate controllers and you make that work out for you. Four section variable rate on the 28% system. That's something this customer never had before. Um, he was just one set pressure, let it buck. Hopefully he had enough pump to make it work. And then you, you intercompany the, uh, the 2020 systems as far as all the planning controls and you make that monitor work in there. And oh, by the way, you got to teach them how to use all this stuff. So it's again, when you come in and you are tasked with something like that, you need to start asking yourself some questions. So what displays are in use? We knew what was on there and we know where we needed to go. Is there any room to grow with them? Well, obviously both of those displays respectively with virtual terminal and the 2020's uh, ability to add future components allowed us to continue to grow as well. We added flow sense this last year in a beta so we could see what that 28 system was doing and we learned a lot from it. It gives us room to grow in the future. And can they coexist together? Those two displays work out great together. They're uh, not dependent on either uh, or, and they're both easy to, to navigate. And then so when you start thinking about where are your shortcomings? Do we have uh, something that's gonna hinder us from being able to go forward in the future? Um, iPad displays run in our field view and stuff like that. Now we're looking at, at blockage monitoring, and now we're gonna have to retackle that 28% system um, you know, the center of that corn planter was putting down seven gallons less than the winglets were, thanks to FlowSense when we look at that type of stuff. So again, what are your shortcomings once you add this and you start seeing these type of uh, um, problems that you never saw before without having these, uh, this technology? And it's a buyer's market right now. An all-time low in the iron market means that a colorblind stable is probably more likely now than it ever was before. And being able to properly match your green, red, blue, and equipment on farms um, is an absolute must. They're not gonna change the equipment when you show up to do a precision ag offering. Rarely ever are they gonna change tractors based on your input, corn planters, rarely, combines. So you've gotta work with what, what's given you. Again, I, we talk about making lemonade out of lemons. You're not always gonna find the best equipment when you show up on the farm. It's not gonna be the newest. It's not gonna have the greatest uh, uh, hydraulic flow, a lot of that time we run into on some of this newer stuff like hydraulic downforce. Um, that's where we need to ask more questions to find what the actual need is versus the intended want when you show up on the farm. I want this. Ask a few questions. Well, finds out that they don't want that or they don't need that. There's a better fit for them. And by doing so, I often turn back to exciting that grower. We need to excite them to want to do better, to perform at a higher level, to go that extra mile, to look at things that they haven't looked at before. Are they looking for 100% singulation? Are they being able to make this corn planter work for them the way that they wanted it to, or the way we want it to, for that matter? 
When we do that, we envision that equipment as lifeless. Uh, bringing it to life means, you know, matching the right control systems for the task desired, both now. We, we fulfill that immediate now, but what does the future have for us? Can it go farther? Can it perform at that next level in the next year? Or when the commodity prices come back, are we going to have to revamp the entire system? That's something we, we always try not to do. That leaves a bad taste in that grower's uh, mouth when they have to uh, change something that they just put on two years ago. They made a serious investment in, especially when times are a little bit tougher right now. So we talk about impossible to practical. Um, you'll see that was noted in the, the brochure, Lance's silent models making the impossible, probable and practical on a daily basis. Well, it's something we need to, you really need to take to heart. And that's something that the growers readily identify with you as well. Um, they readily identify with your confidence. If you show up and you're, you're soft-spoken and you're, you're very hesitant, um, they're going to see that in you. They're not going to see that confidence. They're not going to be willing to place that trust, both in that financial commitment that they're about to make with you as your precision egg dealer, but also in just basically being a partner. Uh, once you make that commitment to them, you're invested into them. And that's one great thing that we've found with success is uh, – that personal investment, that personal relationship, that phone call on the weekends in the summertime, maybe when it's slow or when you're on vacation, you find yourself wondering how the crops are doing. Um, and one other thing here too is that we found is it needs to be shown on their operation. If you can make this happen, your chances for success grow greatly. Whether that's borrowing a customer's corn planter or a piece of equipment, to be able to go out and do a live demonstration on their acres or taking them over to acres that have this potential investment that they're considering and to see it work. To see it local, to be able to interlink them. If you've got a good grower that you work with that's very precision egg friendly, that can field phone calls from customers, sometimes they don't want to hear it from the salesman, so to speak, but they want to see it live, they want to see it in a demo. If you have an uh, a chance to put in any own test plots of yours and host your own field days, Bringing it home, um, again, has, has helped us out greatly. Um, I remember we go back to the days when hydraulic downforce first came out. We tried using all the Beck's PFR studies and stuff like that. For every one we sold, we missed five because they couldn't see it. They didn't have a neighbor that they could go out and check on it. We didn't have any localized data. And the soil in northern South Dakota is a lot different than where all these uh, test plots were being done. So. The type of approach takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of investment, both from you and your company and the amount of hours that you're going to have and not, probably not going to be billable hours at that point, but you're setting yourself up for a success in the future. And once you land those, those proactive growers that are willing to step up in front of a group of crowd like this and explain to their fellow peers that, yes, this does work, Yes, they were able to come out onto my farm and they were able to make my red tractor drive my green strip tiller with uh, egg leader or some aftermarket RTK system for guidance. Um, that, that resounds. You're that first phone call that happens after that. You're that first uh, thought. Yep, these guys can do it. We've seen them do it. Um, but again, showcasing their own operation. Show them ways in which a unified system will make them more efficient, more, more profitable, I think has got to... Uh, Got us to a really good point in our dealership.
get right back to the program shortly, but I wanted to again take a moment and thank our sponsor, Farmer's Edge, for making this program possible. Farmer's Edge is proud to partner with dealers across the United States to unlock exceptional opportunities for their farm customers. Through innovative technology and field-centric tools, their whole farm smart solution will strengthen your platform and enhance your customer relations. Grow the opportunities for your customers and become a representative for Farmer's Edge today. Visit them at FarmersEdgeUSA.com slash become a representative or call them at 952-582-1398. Reflecting on Dustin's comments, he offered a perspective on the current landscape of the ag economy and how lower markets are translating to a higher likelihood that farmers are running mixed fleets on their operation. This means specialists are increasingly tested to deliver compatibility solutions at a time when farmers are being more conservative with their equipment investments. As Dustin says, specialists have to work with the equipment and technology on a customer's farm, and it's not always going to be the most ideal situation to troubleshoot. Wheat growers adopted the silent motto of making the impossible possible to guide their precision service goals. This has helped motivate their precision team to develop innovative outcomes to challenging compatibility circumstances. And by doing so, Dustin and his colleagues have been able to establish a reputation for delivering on their promise to find a way to make machinery and components work together. Let's get back to the program now and hear from John Bickle on the challenges and opportunities with creating compatibility solutions for used precision equipment. Uh, just to give you a little background where I'm coming from, this, my presentation is a little bit different angle. 90% uh, of my business is used equipment. <clears throat> so I'm, coming, try, I'm trying to max a lot of older equipment with newer equipment, and uh, I deal on conquering equipment compatibility on a daily basis. And it's not from what uh, the deer dealers here are seeing from new equipment matching up to ISO a lot of times. It's a lot of older technologies I'm working with, too, as well. But I've got some tricks that I've learned and to, to stay profitable, because if you can't be profitable, it's not worth your time and effort. Um, but I started my precision ag career back in FarmWork software. Um, back in, I think it was 2002, I started back there. And uh, I'll, ne I'll never forget it, where I came up with my business idea. I was uh, sitting at, a t at, at my office desk at lunch, and I was reading a FarmWorld uh, newspaper. And I was going through the classifieds, and um, I saw two Trimble 132 receivers for sale by a farmer for $900 each. And I scratched my head, and I thought, man, I says, they're worth more than that. I said, I can make some money on this. So I called the guy up, purchased it, turned around, put them on eBay, sold them for $1,800 a piece. And uh, I was hooked. So that's kind of how I got started in the precision ag side. Um, then through FarmWorks, they actually kind of helped me get going with it as well. Um, people would call in all the time asking for, uh, they wanted to buy a new Raven receiver because we were a Raven distributor at that time. And they'd call us up and, you know, well, I've got an old Trimble receiver. I can't really, wanna, I can't really buy a new receiver. And um, so I called up my boss and I said, hey, do you mind if I buy this old receiver from the customer? And he goes, well, as long as they buy a new receiver, I've got no problem with it. And... Uh, 
I started buying the customer's old equipment. Company sold new equipment. They were happy. I sold used equipment. And it just kind of flourished from there. But um, that's kind of the background where I come from. I mean, in nature, I'm, I'm a tight ass. I don't like spending more money than I have to. And uh, that's kind of where I got my uh, ideas to start this out with. First thing I do when they ask me to talk about equipment compatibility is I pulled out my iPhone and I asked Google, I says, uh, what's the definition of com compatibility? And um, as you can see, the very bottom one fits this perfect. The ability of one computer piece of software to work with another. Software compatibility is another important factor to consider. I mean, plain as day, right there, first thing I saw. Um, so then, I, I mean, you always hear these sayings, and, and um, I was doing some looking, and I found the Goebbels Law of Software Compatibility, a statement of absolute functional equivalence made in bold print, followed by several pages of qualifications in fine print. And that is so, so true. Um, the manufacturers sell us, or give us this, this hardware to sell, and a lot of times, none of the testing has gone completely with all the other equipment, and it's our job to figure this out for them. Um, done it many, many of times. I mean, you ever watch TV and you see all these drug companies when they put an advertisement out, and the first thing they say, well, this will make you sick, it'll give you diarrhea, you might throw up. Um, they give you all the bad things that could happen when you take this drug. Well, when they give us a new monitor, they never tell us any of the bad things that could happen when we try to interface it with another piece of hardware. And again, it's up to us to figure this stuff out. And a lot of it's done by trial and error. Um, the, the biggest thing is, I mean, he, he, he mentioned it, it's been mentioned before, uh, the contacts here. Um, invaluable. Um, I've got a deer guy on my speed dial and I've got a case guy on my speed dial. If I've got questions, I call them, they help me out. If they get a uh, combine in with an ag leader monitor, they call me, I help them out. I mean, there's been times where I've dropped a case of beer off in his back of his truck a couple times because he's really gotten me out of a jam. Um, the context here, you can't put a price on it. So I'm, my challenge to you is before you leave this place, make sure you meet some other dealers, get some contacts of your competitors. Um, it, it will help you in the long run. All right, my main focus, the three S's of use precision ag compatibility. Number one, stay in your comfort zone. If you're a John Deere dealer or a Case dealer and someone's got problems with a Dickey John controller and you've got no idea about Dickey John, um, you're going to get out of your comfort zone. You're not going to know what you're getting into. Um, if you had experience with it or you've got technical bolts on, bulletins on it, you can get fairly quickly overwhelmed with what you're doing. Second is the age of the equipment. I deal with a lot of old, old equipment. Um, some stuff that shouldn't be used anymore, but apparently still can work. But if you've just started in Precision Ag, and this is, you've worked, you've worked Precision Ag five, six years, and this piece of equipment's coming from 15, 20 years ago, it's probably something not you're, wanna, you're not gonna wanna dive into. I mean, it's beyond your comfort zone. Um, it'll ju it's just going to cause you more and more problems than what you think you're realizing. And 
experience. Again, the more experience you have, and as you stay in the precision ag business longer and longer, you'll become more comfortable. You'll learn a lot of things from the other dealers. You've, you'll pick things up all the time, and you'll have more experience that you can tackle some of these older compatibility issues. And again, I'm talking about older stuff and, and max, mix and match in Ag Leader with um, Dickie John and things like that. Because when I first started out at FarmWorks, um, we were selling iPacks and we were connecting to mid-tech controllers, Raven controllers, Hineker controllers. And uh, what, you know, looking back, what a nightmare. Uh, we went to laptops, we went to rugged computers. But, you know, back then we were mix and matching anything we could find. We were using a handheld, which was not meant for the ag industry, trying to put it in the ag environment. Uh, we made it work, but it's, it's come a long ways from now, from there. But that's kind of the generation that I got started in. Um, one thing I always remember is, I, I don't know, if you, have you ever seen the movie Jurassic Park? I'm sure a lot of you have seen it. There's that one scene where uh, they're eating lunch and they're talking about um, the genetics and how they developed the dinosaurs and all that. And Jeff, Glub, Jeff Goldblum had a really good quote. He says, you never, you never stop, I think it's over again, I'm not really that good with it. Um, you never stop to think whether you could, all you want to do is whether you should. I mean, just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. And I'll explain here in, this, in the profitability side. Um, if you ever watched Read Ag Talk, my, my goodness, some of those guys will spend two or three pages writing down, okay, find this cable, find this cable, find this part number, grab this wire, cut it. You know, at some point, it's not profitable. I mean, you, you've got to look at the profitability at all times to see if it's feasible for you to do. So on state profitable, I talk about dollars. So if I'm looking at an older piece of equipment, and it might cost me, let's say, let's say $500 in parts to, um, to make it work, God knows you don't know how much time you're going to have into it. You know, that's an, that's an unsung thing. You don't know what you're getting into. But... I might be able to turn around and sell them $2,000 worth of new equipment to get them up and running. Well, if I take, say, 20% margin, 25% margin, we'll keep it easy. We'll say 20, easier math for me. 20% times 500, um, what is that? $100 profit? You can't stay in business doing that. You know, 20% times 2000 $4,000, $400. So, I mean... Doing things for nickels and dimes sometimes, you know, it's not worth the effort. Um, you're better off selling them and getting them into the piece of equipment that they're going to like better in the future and easier to run for them as well. That's one thing I have learned, you know, I, as I've grown older, not that old yet, but as, I, as I've gotten older, sometimes the cheapest thing isn't always the best. I, I've learned that the hard way sometimes, but uh, getting it done right is by far the most important thing to do. Uh, next day, profitable is time. Again, you can get wrapped up so much. If you spend five hours in something, boy, it's hard to build that five hours out when it was a $100 piece of hardware you sold them and you got five hours in labor into it. Um, again, at that point, you're better, back, better off going back to uh, the newer item. I mean, you have already took a $500 or $100 item and now you're up to $700. You might as well have been at the $2,000 item and got them something that worked 
right off the get-go and a little bit easier. And surprises. I've, I bet none of you have ever ran across any surprises in Precision Ag. Um, <laughs> for me, it's about a daily thing. Uh, we've run across a lot of different scenarios that never, never would have expected. Um, and it takes time, and it, it costs you money. And the last thing that I stress is stay efficient. You've got limited time, and, and that's the truth. What was that first speaker we had the first day, what, Sorison? We've got, how many hours do we have in a week? 168 hours in a week. We've got 40 hours of work time. So you've got 40 hours a week to be profitable. Do you want to spend five of that 40 hours a week nickel and diamond trying to figure out how to get this piece working or this piece compatible to this piece? Um, you want to spend those times, and it, it's, it's going to happen, you're going to have to do that, but if you can get them up to a newer piece of equipment or you can, um, um, you know, the less time we spend on it, the more money you can make doing other things. Um, you know, come springtime, I mean, I'm swamped. I know you're all swamped. I, I barely have time to eat, eat lunch most days. Um, and the last thing I need to do is waste extra time. So... I know that this is coming from a different angle than a lot of you. I know a lot of you are John Deere case dealers that sell brand new equipment off the, off the shelf all day long. Um, I mean, I sell new equipment as well, and when I do that, it's a breeze. But when I get into the, some of these older compatibility issues, it, it, it can be uh, texting. And off-season... Sometimes you got plenty of time in the off-season. If you can push some of these, if it's not that urgent of an ideal, you can push that um, problem off to the off-season. Um, I know it's not all feasible if they buy a planter two weeks before planting season, they want to plant with it. Yeah, you're going to have to get it up and running. But if it's a project they're working on, let's say uh, a 28% applicator or something like that, they're doing in the summertime. Yeah, in the summertime, I, I got a lot more time and and we've got, you know, I'm not going to sacrifice other jobs to do your job and make less money on it. Because, again, that's what it all boils down to is profitability. Um, you got to stay in business. But I guess this is the mentality that I look at it whenever I find a, find a problem and I call, customer calls me, says he has this, says he has that. All right, how many hours am I going to have into it? I mean, do I want to upgrade them to something new? Do I have something I can fix quick? Um, but it all boils down to looking back and am I going to make money doing it? Well, thank you to John and Dustin for sharing your insights and improving functionality across equipment brands and technology. Those listeners who would like to see more of their presentations mentioned during the program, please visit www.precisionfarmingdealer.com. And I certainly look forward to your feedback on today's program. So feel free to drop me an email at jzemlicka at lessitermedia.com or give me a call at 262-777-2441. And I'd like to again recognize and thank our sponsor, Farmer's Edge, for helping making this Precision Farming Dealer podcast series possible. And if you haven't done so already, you can subscribe to this series in iTunes or the Google Play Store to get an alert when upcoming episodes are released. 
And finally, another reminder to mark your calendar for the upcoming Dealership Mind Summit on August 1st and 2nd in Omaha. Again, the theme of this dealer-only event is Roadmap to Mastering Equipment Remarketing, and it will feature a mix of general sessions, panel presentations, and roundtable discussions. Space is limited, and you can visit www.dealershipmindsummit.com for more information and updates. And don't forget to keep up on the latest precision farming news impacting your dealership by registering online for our free e-newsletter, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at PFD Editors and on our Precision Farming Dealer Facebook page. Well, I hope that you'll join us again on June 21st for the next episode in our 2017 podcast series. And be sure to look for continuing coverage of our 2017 Precision Farming Dealer Summit throughout the coming year. For Dustin Christofferson, John Bickle, Farmer's Edge and our entire staff here with Precision Farming Dealer. I'm Jack Semlicka. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.